and welcome to here's Johnny's Reviews, the review review podcast that'll slice and dice or praise and hype a movie. Each and every month there's a theme, as it's September, I'm calling this month Serial September, movies that are based on serial killers. I've seen none of these movies, so this will be my first time honest thoughts on these things. First up, I'm doing Gacy from 2003, based on the life of John Wayne Gacy, one of America's most notorious serial killers. He killed 33 men and teenage boys between 1972 and 1976. He was also big into politics. In the 60s, he ran campaigns for the Democratic Party. In fact, I think he was friends with one of the president's wives. Um... President Ford, I think it was, I remember it off the top of my head. He was the, also the only boy in a family of three, which his father hated him because he was too close to his mother and refused to do quote-unquote boy things. His father would get drunk and beat him with a razor strap. As he was born with a heart defect, Gacy would often, often pass out, therefore he could never join him with other boys doing sport to, uh, sport activities. Also, apparently, Gacy was a closet homosexual, uh, and he tried things on with his high school friends, and he fell out by that one, and beat him up even more. He was married twice, however, once in 1964 to 1969 to a worker in the shoe company he worked for, and then again in 1972 to 1976 to a high school sweetheart. She divorced him after she found his gay porn mags, even though she knew he was bisexual. Between marriages, Gacy spent time in jail for the rape of Donald Voorhees, a 15-year-old boy, in 1967. Gacy was sentenced to 10 years for sodomy, but only spent 18 months in jail due to being a quote-unquote model prisoner. Basically, as I said earlier, Gacy was a closet case that hated his gay side and the fact he was attracted to teenage boys. His first victim once returning back to his hometown of Chicago, was Timothy McCoy, a 16-year-old boy he met at a Greyhound bus stop. He then lured him into his car and drove him to his house. They had sex and he killed him in a morning with a butcher's knife straight through the heart. Gacy claims it was self-defence because he came to him, but that's debatable. All his victims, or mostly all of them, were buried under the crawl space so in the crossroads rather under his mother's house, he buried 26 of his 33 victims under there. The others he tossed in a local river, and apparently there was also seven, several other graves found in and around his property, so who knows how many people he's actually killed. Upon his arrest in 1978 for the murder of Robert Peast, a 15-year-old part-time employee of his, Gacy claimed he was innocent that his workers planted the bodies to frame him because he was terrible at paying or some shit like that. He then claimed to have multiple personality disorder and he was indeed insane. However, he was put to death in 1994 via lethal injection after years of appeals. So that was a quick Cliff Notes version. Let's see what Hollywood does to this one then. With its budget of $250,000, this thing pulled unknown as it was straight to tape. Starring Mark Halton, Adam Baldwin, Charlie Weber, and Jolene Lutz, directed by Clive Saunders. Other plot, model citizen, devoted father, loving husband, serial killer. This is the story of 
serial killer John Wayne Gacy, aka Pogo the Clown. From 1972 to 1978, he killed 33 men and boys, burying them under his house. And this is the story of how he was caught and indeed stopped. So after the logos of production companies I have never heard of, and I know I'm trouble straight off the bat, up comes the cast names in plain black background as sinister music plays. Ooh, spooky. Finally, after two minutes of these boring-ass titles, up pops a disclaimer. Quote, the events throughout the story are true, however, the events are fictionalised. Unquote. Why not just tell the fucking true story? And I know I'm in serious trouble. This disclaimer pops up. So the movie finally opens up in 1953, Wisconsin, as a young John Wayne Gacy, played by Scott Allen Henry, he was a one-and-done actor, and his father, John Gacy Sr., played by Adam Baldwin, who I know from Firefly. He's trying to learn how to fish, however Gacy hated fishing, as he had no patience for it and would rather bake and cook with his mother, which ticked off his father even more because apparently that was seen as sissy things and such. I've got to say straight off the bat, these woods it looks cheap. This looks like a back set. I mean, a back lot set even. It looks like a shitty fucking set. I know this is a TV movie or straight to tape, but come on, really? That fucking looks like shit. His father tells him he used to get out of his room more and spend more time in nature. That night over a campfire in which he cooks the fish in baking foil. His father gets drunk and badgers him as to why he's fishing. He then beats him up. If this was even half true, I could see why Gacy hated his father. Like I says, he would beat him with belts and, and such, and for no apparent reason, other than he was a boy and his sisters were, well, sisters, girls. Anyway, according to this movie, the two scuffle, but Gacy can't hit his father. So his father mocks him and tells him to get his, quote, fat ass to bed, jerk off, and apparently jerk off was his buzzword, his um, trigger word. Cut to a crawl space, space rather, with a cockroaches and mealworms crawl everywhere. And note, the mealworms were supposed to be maggots, but for unknown reasons, mealworms, which do not eat on fucking human flesh, were used instead of maggots. Maybe they were cheaper, who knows. Up pops another disclaimer, saying that after spending 18 months in jail for sodomy, Gacy returns to Chicago, his birthplace. So, there's only one scene with him and his abusive father then. Okay then. Nothing on uh, the boy he raped in the 60s, and nothing on the time he was in jail, just one little blurb. It then shows now adult Gacy, played by Mark Halton, who I knew from the Lipcorn movie, and movies now there's two of them, Chip America's by the way. At Thanksgiving dinner, I think it's or a lunch, or the hell it is, with his mother, played by Edith Jefferson, and his wife Karen Gacy, played by Jolene Luntz. It then... It is in 1976, up pops a little tale scene, 1976, the Plains, Illinois. Also at the table is his two daughters, April Gacy, played by Grace Hannah Metal, and Tammy, played by Jessica Hamanetto. These are twins, even though these two were not twins, but moving the hell on, because why just move on? A note, in real life, she was called Carol Hoff, and these two were her daughters from a previous marriage, not his daughters. 
Also, his mother moved out in 72 after Gacy and Carol were wed. But, back to this movie. A neighbour rings the door to complain about the stench coming from the crawl space. Gacy says it's moisture build-up, nothing more. Seriously, this was his fucking excuse. No one questions this. Or called the landlord or indeed the cops on this wretched stench that was pouring out of his basement. Kieran. He shoots her away and then tells her about his 4th of July party. So it's July then, not Thanksgiving, okay? Uh, which is a costume party and she has to dress up as as a costume, as you do. Turning to the table, Gacy slices up the chicken as the girls sit in silence and his wife looks on miserably. Up pulls Stevie, played by Jeremy Laylott. Uh, I'm guessing he's one of his workers. He hired to dig a drain... Uh, Denches or drenches other under the house so he can bury the bodies. He screams he wants his paycheck and will kill Gacy if not. So Gacy talks nice to him, tell him to return later that night. Later, as Gacy and his mother watch TV, his wife angrily cuts up cold meat for reasons. As in the bathroom, the girls scream as worms and cockroaches crawl up the pipes up the plug hole. Okay then, Casey just sprays it with bug killer and washes them down the drain. Right then. Next day, Casey uh, goes to see his mate, Hal, played by Tom Waldman, at his work. He's a plumber. To not only wink at his young co-worker, but to ask him how to get rid of the stink under his crawl space. Uh, how about you don't bury people under there? That's an idea. How about you don't bury dead bodies under that crawl space, you know? Anywho, Hal tells him it's probably a burst sewage line and to lay down limestone. The fuck? That night, Gacy drives around town to pick up another victim and a note. Gacy drives around town in his black Oldsmobile and flash a fake police badge to pick up his victims, then arrest him and take them to his house to be killed. This victim is Peter, played by John Ronsetti. He sticks him in the front seat of his car and drives him to his house to question him. Here, Peter spills all that he, he's a runaway and he can't stand his father. So he ran to Chicago, however, he ran out of money and he's now on the street hustling. And note, I think this is supposed to be the boy Gacy picked up in February 72 at a bus stop uh, when he took him home and tried to rope trick on him, but he got away. Uh, the case was then dropped over as he failed to shop at court. After the quote-unquote interview, Gacy tells Peter to go home and reconnect with his father. After all, he just lost his father. And note, Gacy Sr. died on Christmas Day 1969 of cirrhosis of the liver, while Gacy was in jail for the assault of Voorhees. So it was, what, three years earlier? Okay then. Gacy drives Peter back to the spot he picked him up and hands him money to tell him to get to the bus home. What the fuck? Next day, Gacy, while driving around, picks up Stu, played by Mark Farnsworth, Dave, played by Kenneth Schwaltz, and Steve, played by Wyatt Denny. He takes him home to, quote, wrestle with him. One of them calls Gacy the Colonel due to the fact his first wife got him a job as a manager at a KFC. The other two watch as Gacy wrestle Stu to the ground. One of the boys calls him a faggot, and that's an odd trigger word for Gacy. 
This pisses him off, so he threatens to kill him on the spot. With that, he then takes Stuart and Dave with him to get bags of limestone. Back at Hal's business, Stevie picks up one of his cousins and takes him to take out Gacy. Stevie and his heavies beat up Gacy and mug him, leaving him all but dead in the parking lot. Apparently he's got a bad ticker, that's his thing. I've got a bad ticker, I'll die in a second, you can't hit me. I'll die, you'll, you'll go to jail for murder. Oh, God. By the way, Mark Halton has none of it. He is not sinister, he's not threatening, nothing. I can't see him other than the fat doofus Aussie from the fucking Lippicorn movies. But moving on. So that night, an enraged Gacy returns home, waking up his mother and neighbours. In cuffs is one of his victims, Stevie. The wife hears this and feels the bed next to her, finding it completely empty. So she goes, look out, look out for Gacy. If this was in 1976, then his mother should have moved out in 72. Also, the wife found gay porn mags in 75, shortly after she filed for divorce, even though she knew Gacy was bisexual. So, this is a complete bullshit story then. Anyway, let's not get facts. Sandra Green have a good story then. She finds Gacy and the victim, or rather his clothes, in the garage where Gacy has stripped his victim and has killed him. She then finds him in the basement laying down lying at three in the morning. Uh, she doesn't even question that one. Get in. Moving on, because this movie doesn't give two shits. It's 4th of July, and it's Gacy's party. Up walks local mayor, Ted Boyle, played by Glenn Marshower, and his wife, Julie, played by Jessica Skats. Gacy's smooching with them, and why the fuck is the camera warning around as the mayor is telling the people how great this John Wayne Gacy character actually is? Plus, these extras look bored and or drunk or stoned out their fucking heads. By the way, John Wayne Gacy was named after John Wayne because his mother loved John Wayne. So, there we have it. Anyway, Hal pulls Gacy away to see what's what with the crawl space. Down they go with Hal gagging on the smell. And I love the fact there are millions of quote-unquote maggots crawling everywhere. Yet no one bats a fucking eye at these things. If it's even half true, how did Gacy live in a house with the smell of dozens of rotting bodies in his basement? Moving the fuck on, Hal tells Gacy in his clown room, which is a room with creepy-ass clown paintings on the walls and weird clown statuettes all over the fucking place, an odd to Gacy's paintings on death row, I'm guessing. That he smelt worse, but not much more worse, and just keep putting down lying. Once finished, yet more terrible camera work, as Gacy tells Stu and Dave, Stevie has left to go to Costa Rica. I will never be back. Gacy then spots a pretty boy with his girlfriend. He is Tom Kovac, played by Charlie Weber. And she is Gretchen, played by Alison Lang. And note, this character is an amalgamation of two characters that lived with Gacy after his divorce. Gacy hires him on the spot to work in his painting and decorating business. That afternoon, once Gretchen fucks Tom in his car, she talks him around to working for Gacy. After all, he can handle a fag like Gacy. I swear to God, this movie thinks edgy been using the word fag and using the word fuck. It's not. This is nothing but a puerile attempt at being edgy. Anyway, later our neighbor, neighbor while cutting his grass, smells the, the wretched smell and checks out finding it's coming from Gacy's home. He then threatens to sue him. As you do. Next day, 
guess he calls it an exterminator to deal with the bugs. And this is beyond a joke. Not only is the place crawling with roaches and maggots, but there's pools of water that are infested with flies. Also, from a crawl space, the exterminator can stand upright, no problem. What the fuck? How tall is this house? So down he goes to spray his gas. Uh, and why is there since I'm just playing? I have no idea. Also, why was suddenly seen him on his knees when he was standing upright seconds earlier? That makes no fucking sense. Two months later, at a job site, Casey is asked by local cops as to the whereabouts of Stevie. He then bullshits them, saying he paid him off and he moved to Costa Rica. How much money did he owe this teenager then? Hmm. So, is Stevie supposed to be Robert Peace to then Casey's final victim? It doesn't actually say. Meanwhile, in their home, the wife finds teenage boy's jeans in a drawer and thinks nothing of it. Okay then. In a garage, Gacy tries to kill Dave with a hammer as he hears his father's voice mocking him again and again and again. Dave fights back, so snaps Gacy out of it. He then tends to his head wounds. What the fuck? Gacy then tells Dave not to tell anyone about it or he'll tell everybody about how they were fucking each other. He then hands over hundreds of dollars and just says, shh, the fuck, maybe. Now in the garage, the wife finds the gay poor mags and indeed finds handcuffs in a drawer. Next day, Gacy returns home with flowers for his wife. It's Mother's Day, i.e. the last time the two had sex. She shows him the poor mags, but he denies everything and he storms out. As he's gone out, she packs up everything and just leaves, never, never seen again. Later, we see Gacy dragging a victim down to the crawl space with rope around his neck in and in a noose rather with a piece of wood and I'll get back to that in a second and note this was Gacy's trick of placing quote trick handcuffs on his victims tell him to get out of them under a minute and when they couldn't he told them the trick is to have the key he would then place a noose around their neck and tighten using a piece of wood until they die quote Three or sorry, two or three twists, and then it would snap, as Gacy said in an interview before his death. As the camera pans around the clown room, we see Gacy burying the victim in the crawl space. Months later, Gacy asks Tom to move in with him after his parents wants Tom to move out because he's in his 20s. Later, Tom tells Stu and Dave he's moving in with Gacy as Dave tries to warn him, but Tom doesn't want to listen, so there we have it. And hold on a second here, it's months later, why does Dave still have stitches on his head from the cut that Gacy gave him months earlier? Shouldn't have healed by now? Moving the fuck right on, because I'm over 35 minutes into an hour and 25 fucking minute movie. At a bar, Gacy is drinking with Hal, the mayor, and some guy he was money to. When Gacy leaves to go to the toilet, the guy follows him in and threatens to beat him up unless he pays him the money he owes him. Wait, hold on a second here. Gacy was pulling in $200,000 a year with his businesses. So why is this piece of shit movie saying he was constantly skint and constantly a grifter? He was rolling in the fucking money. Anyway, that night Gacy cruised around town and he picks up a male prostitute, prostitute even Roger, played by Joseph Scarra. Gacy offers him wheat and then takes him home. After being drugged, Roger comes to in handcuffs with Gacy forcing vodka down his throat. Roger tells him to get on with it and just kill him already. What the fuck? 
Casey then drugs him again with more chloroform. This time, Roger wakes up in a stock facing a mirror. What in the actual fuck? And all the research I did on John Wayne Gacy, I never heard about this thing at all. God. Meanwhile, in the back of his car, Tom is getting a blowjob from Gretchen. He tells her he's moving in with Gacy and she is not pleased one little bit. So next morning, Gacy has let Roger go. What the fuck? That afternoon, Tom is in with Gacy. So wait, even after all the lime Gacy puts down and the exterminator, the house is still stinking and Tom still moves in? What the actual fuck? By the way, this is all based off of one time a cop smelled one funky smell coming from Gacy's air vents. One time, not a constant stench. Gacy then shows him his room, which is his daughter's bedroom, but in real life it was an empty room that was built specifically at the back of the house. On the back door he sees the stocks. I was going, fuck that, get me the fuck out of this house. No chance I would stay in a house with fucking stocks hanging behind a fucking door. Days later, Tom is trying to fuck Gretchen, but she says no, so she sends him to the shop to get ice cream. This leaves her alone with Gacy. Gacy then just threatens her and throws out, saying no girls allowed. Days later, dressed as Pogo the Clown, Gacy lures a new victim, Jimmy, played by Oren Skag, to the house under the pretense of buying his car. Hours later, Jimmy is face down in a bathtub, cuffed with the rope around his neck. Now dead, Gacy sneaks past his mother, who is asleep on a lazy boy passed out drunk, to bury the body. Bearing in mind, she moved out in 1972. Oh, Days later, Gacy sells the car to Stu for $400. That night, Tom checks out the house, finding another victim's body just lying in a hallway as Gacy's mother is passed out drunk on the lazy boy yet again. Gacy finds Tom snooping so tries to talk him out of looking in the basement but he fails the day so and it just cuts to the next day. Next morning, Stu and Dave shop to dig a hole for Gacy. Why does Dave still have a bloody bandage on his eye? Did editor not give two fucks so why should I give a shit then? Down Stu and Dave go to dig as roaches crawl of them and they don't even beat a fucking eye. Fuck that! A cop, Lieutenant K, played by John Lathan, was up to question Gacy as to the abouts of Stevie, I think it is Stevie or Jimmy. He denies everything. And note, Gacy was so confident with police during the hunt for Robert Peast, he would buy the cops lunches and dinners at the local diner. Even having a fever for a fish dinner a few couple of uh, nights a week, as Gacy was under 24-7 watch. While Gacy is out, Mama Gacy is visited by Roger, who tells the stupid old bint of a woman his son's aunt job and indeed a rapist. She doesn't listen and gets him arrested. What the fuck? None of this happened. So this writer-producer had the most notorious serial killer in America history, and they cut out years of his life, plus put... I cut out all his nightly cruising, where Gacy would kill someone at least every two to three weeks. But I made up this bullshit. Fuck you, movie, and fuck you, editor. Fuck you, director. Fuck you, wrote this shit. God almighty, at a bar, Lieutenant K is told of the arrest, so he now knows something is up with Gacy, and indeed Gacy's a killer just out of the blue. Meanwhile, at home, Gacy is spying on Tom, showering. 
Okay, this guy ain't Norman Bates. He's John Wayne fucking Gacy. Uh, yes, I know Gacy tried to kill one of his roommates, but the guy fought back and left the next day. Gacy then tapes, takes Tom into his club room to give him a gift of a watch, one of dozens he has in his box. It's a trophy box, basically. Gretchen then shows up to warn Tom about Gacy, but of course he doesn't want to listen and tells her to fuck off, basically. Days later, Gacy chases her off, and this is the first time she's talked to Tom. Who the fuck wrote this shit? It's been weeks since Gacy threatened her. Oh, God. In a bar, Lieutenant K talks to two other cops, Detective Dunn, played by Dan Bell, and Detective Ritz Ritson, played by Mikey Swanson. That he knows Gacy is up to something, but he has no proof. Weeks later, Tom asks Gacy why the cops are after him. Gacy says he's an important man and he has many, many enemies. So he's paranoid and delusional then. Cut to Gacy and Tom watching home videos of Gacy as Pogo the Clown while getting stoned and drunk. The video then cuts to gay porn and here Gacy hits on Tom who then fights him off. Seconds later, the doorbell rings. It's the cops from the bar. They demand to look around, but Gacy tells them to fuck off because they don't have a warrant. Okay then. As in his bedroom, Tom is now asleep with a baseball bat. Okay then. Outside, Detective Dunn is talking to Roger about what happened to him, saying, quote, he deserved it for being a gay faggot. What the fuck, movie? Next morning, Gacy wakes up to see the cops have trashed his lawn by putting his garbage all over the place. Tom goes up to see what is happening. The cops tell him to leave before he gets killed, but he just walks back in casual-like. God, this guy's a fucking moron. And if this house was crawling with all sorts of bugs and stinks, why the fuck would he stay? Days later, at a job site, Gacy tells Tom he trusts him completely and he's now in charge of his company. Okay. Cut to another few days later, Gacy tries to, quote, deal with the cops and Roger, who have camped outside his house for days on end. Gacy picks up another homeless victim, takes him home, and does the trick on him. He kills him as the cops are out fucking side. Who the fuck wrote this garbage? Cut to Gacy, burying the boy, but he's filled up the crawl space, so goes outside in broad daylight with the body in a body bag and just throws it away. Who in the fuck wrote this absolute garbage? Gacy gets Tom to drive the work van while he dumps the body. It works as the cops follow Tom. So in broad fucking daylight, Gacy dumps the body in a nearby river. On his way back, Gacy visits Hal to say goodbye. He then claims he's killed between 25 and 35 boys just like that. With that, he just walks off. It then shows Gacy downing pills and whiskey in his cars as the cops are falling behind him. This is absolute utter fucking bullshit. Back home, Gacy is now stoned. He thinks he can hear one of his victims in the air vents calling for help, so he now goes completely insane. He pulls a gun out on Tom as in his mind he flashes to all the faces he's killed in the six years. What is going on here? What is happening? I have no idea what the fuck's happening here. Tom Sugglet is now dressed in a completely different outfit and is now sober. He tells Gacy he's leaving to go to Los Angeles. Gacy says, can we have one last drink? He then tells Tom 
to put in the hand, put him in the handcuffs so he can show him the quote trick. He gets out of them in a matter of seconds. He then puts them on Tom. He demands Tom to get out under a minute. Seconds later, Gacy has Tom by the ponytail and swing around the room, laughing insanely again. Mark Halton has none of it. This is supposed to be scary. It's not. It's supposed to be intimidating. It's not. It's just fucking lame. Luckily for Tom, the guy that mugged Gacy in the toilet bar, in a bar toilet rather, shows up to kill Gacy. He punches Gacy in the face and steals money and then knocks out Tom. He just leaves him tied up. What the fuck? Tom runs outside to the cops. Gacy walks out and drives off as the cops give chase. Lieutenant K is now inside the house and finally he finds Gacy's trophies and he the body. This is not what fucking well happened. Bodies are then taken out of the house as in jail. Gacy protests his innocence as credits roll. What the fuck was that? Nothing in this thing is true apart from the name John Wayne Gacy. This is utter dog shit. If I didn't know anything about Gacy before this movie, I still don't know anything about Gacy watching this movie. Utter made up bullshit. Everything is wrong. No facts, no dates, no victims. Nothing is true. Not even his famous last words, which were, I love you, sister. Not kiss my fucking ass, as the movie says. A total waste of time. And as I said earlier, the lead actor has none of it. The acting is beyond fucking crap. And the editor, what the fuck was he on fucking LSD when he edited this thing? There's cut scenes to fade in scenes to Gacy burying bodies and seeing dead faces and such. What the fuck? Avoid this thing at all costs. I'm going to give this thing a minus 10 out of fucking 10. God, such a waste of bloody time. Still, come back next week as I'll cut Dahmer. And then Monster and wrap things up with Skinner. So don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod and email me with suggestions to Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. Check out my other horror franchise podcast of Psycho, House, Omen and more. Also my solo podcast of Scream 2, Elvira, The Fog and many more. Hey, bye. And remember, I watch these bad movies so you don't have to. You don't have to forget about this piece of shit movie. Bye.